Greetings, and thank you for joining us for the 17th episode of DC Animation with Spencer and Friends. This is an LMG podcast production. Today, I'm joined by a dear friend. Hey, this is Jermaine speaking. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? <sighs> Chilling. I'm ready. Excellent. I'm, I'm glad. Uh, it should be a good time. Before we jump into the film today, can you tell us a little bit about your DC consumption? Uh, comic books, video games, movies, TV shows. What what DC do you consume or have you been consuming? You know, I used to think that I've seen all of the DC animation, but then there's been a couple. I was like, I don't remember this one because that's mainly where I get all my stuff is all mainly animated. I read a couple comic books. But nah, I really didn't get into comic books until I started talking to Jordan. And I was just like, let me go buy me a comic book. So, you know, I got a little bit. My Superman knowledge, though, is a little. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. And that's fine. <laughs> you know, we have all levels of expertise on this show. Uh, shout out to Jordan for getting you into the comic books. Um, he's probably going to be disappointed if you're getting DC stuff. But, you know, that's fine. <laughs> you know, you don't Batman all day. Uh, I'm glad we agree. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I appreciate you for joining us on this journey through DC animation. Today's film is Superman Unbound, released May 7th, 2013. And the comic book on which it is based is Superman Brainiac. I'm going to read a synopsis in my own words, and then we're just going to talk about it. Fair enough. And so we open with a green being getting juiced up during the opening credits. A tactical unit has kidnapped a woman and takes her off in a helicopter. We discover that the kidnapped woman is none other than Lois Lane. Evidently, Superman is busy, so Supergirl shows up and just ruins the bad guy's day. Superman does eventually show up, and he starts lecturing Supergirl, and... She's like, uh, no, see, you don't understand what it's like to be powerless. I actually grew up on Krypton, and so I do understand what life is like without powers. So Lois is pissed off at Superman because he doesn't want anyone to know that they are dating, but also won't let her handle her own business when it comes to other men. An unknown object starts heading toward Earth, so Superman, you know, got to go handle that. He catches it, and it turns into a robot that he starts fighting. Superman does a Mortal Kombat fatality to the robot and wins the day. Back at the farm, Supergirl hears about the robot and goes to Superman's house to tell him about Brainiac and how he stole Krypton's capital city. Superman decides to go after Brainiac, of course. Then he and Lois have a discussion about how she wants to live a normal life with him. Superman reviews the info that Krypton gathered on Brainiac and comes across a planet that is being attacked by Brainiac. Superman tries to save the planet, but Brainiac destroys their sun, which destroys the planet and incapacitates Superman, allowing Brainiac to capture him. Back on Earth, Supergirl is kicking ass and taking names, you know, all across the world. On Brainiac's ship, Superman wakes up and finds Brainiac's shrunken cities. Brainiac emerges and beats Superman one-on-one. -on -one. He then scans him to learn the location of Earth and puts Superman in the captured Kryptonian city. Lois calls Supergirl because she's been saving the world but neglecting Metropolis. Supergirl explains the Brainiac situation to her. Superman meets with his aunt and uncle in the shrunken city, and then he uses the sentries to get himself teleported out. He then takes Kandor, the capital city of Krypton, uh, disables Brainiac's engine room, and makes his way back to Earth. He explains the situation to Kara. Kara. They call her Kara in this. I'm going to call her Kara. I know her as Kara Danvers as opposed to Kara Danvers. That's a discussion we can have shortly. Um, upon arriving, but then there's a commotion in Metropolis. It's Brainiac, who is awake and pissed. Supergirl wants to abandon the planet, but Superman convinces her to, you know, help stop him. 
Brainiac's robots start giving people the scorpion treatment, and Superman and Supergirl start, you know, going to work. Brainiac does manage to get Metropolis in the Shrinking Dome, and Superman is captured. Brainiac starts monologuing about how Earth ain't shit, not really even worth keeping. So, uh, this activates the power of friendship, so Superman breaks out, saves Supergirl, and goes to war with Brainiac's robot army. Brainiac releases the star-killing missile, which Supergirl goes to handle, and Superman knocks Brainiac out of his ship. He gets overstimulated and is defeated by his own germophobia. They regrow Krypton and Kandor, and Supergirl reunites with her parents. Clark announces their relationship by kissing Lois and proposing to her in front of everyone. Credits. I got one thing to say. Okay. You got that voice. You got that Morgan Freeman March of the Penguin voice, all right? I'm just going to throw that out there real quick. I will take that as a compliment. (laughs) That was great. So, um, what did you think of the movie? You know, when you said I had to do Superman, like I said, I wasn't that excited. Then you said Brainiac. Then I seen Brainiac was in it. Oh, I'm in. I love me some Brainiac. Okay, love it. Okay. Uh, well, the other member of our main podcast, Brandon, probably not going to be happy to hear about the fact that you were not excited about Superman, but Brandon's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> he don't you have know, a choice yeah brandon's a <laughs> superman guy as i'm sure we all know so uh okay good what were your thoughts about the art style if you are familiar with dc movies then you know they all have completely different art styles from each other so how did you feel about the art style that they chose for this movie i don't know i thought it was funny that superman had that long chin like it was just <laughs> he almost he touched his chest. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did have a crimson chin a little bit in this. And uh you know, I mean I, I guess he's known for having a, a chiseled jaw. Oh, it was chiseled all right. Yeah. Straight rectangle. <laughs> but no, I re- <laughs> I actually really liked it though. I like um like all the different art styles that kind of like I don't like seeing the same thing. So it's nice to see something different every now and then to make it still go together, you know? Yeah. And I agree. I think that uh I actually like the art style they chose for this movie. Um it's I mean it's not my favorite art style across these movies, but I mean this one's pretty good. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's the only time we see this art style, but this movie does stand alone, so there's no sequel to it and it doesn't like belong in an animated universe uh for movies that we've talked about or will talk about. It's just on its own it starts and ends and that's just what it is so um i don't know that we see this art style again but i'm pretty sure we don't um did you have an opinion on the voice cast no not really to be honest i i try i don't i focus on some especially like you know you get that one voice you're like oh kevin conroy that's my guy yep. you know what i'm saying so but not not too much though but None of them really bothered me at all. Okay. And that's kind of how I was um, in this. Uh, nobody's nobody's voice was a problem for me. I think that Brainiac was cast pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like the, the, the guy who voiced Superman, I like him and other stuff that he's in. But I think that, uh, yeah, there wasn't anybody that I had a problem with or didn't like. So I think, uh, I think that went well. So... One question that I do have for you. Um, what in the movie? Uh, we see how Lois and Superman interacted with each other. Uh, what? How did you feel about Lois in this movie? That's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt like she, I mean, I think she had a point. You know what I'm saying? Like, it makes sense. Women don't always need protecting, but then, you know, sometimes you, you know what I'm saying? I'm your man. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to protect. That's what I'm here for. I know you can take care of yourself, but you don't need to take care of yourself because I got you. You know? Yeah. But. Yeah. With Lois, I was, 
I wasn't sure because there was one point where I was like, Lois is getting on my nerves. <laughs> um, and I think that's because I'm able to see everything. And like, I, on one hand, I kind of see where she was coming from, but like, my, I agreed with Superman for the most part. Like, I, there, there's a reason that I am not announcing to the world that we're together because it's going to be a problem eventually the fact that you already get into as much danger as you do right now and i don't like that by the way uh will only be amplified if we announce that we go together because there are a lot of people who and and that's the thing regular ass people are not who i'm worried about i'm worried about the most dangerous people that could show up and the most dangerous people are going to be the ones who will immediately know who I am. Uh, there are a couple of situations where we see something like that. So in matter of fact, in all-star Superman in episode 10, uh, there's a lot of stuff that happens in that movie. Uh, there are two things that happen in that movie that, you know, specifically bring this to mind for me. One of the things is whenever Superman is in the prison with Lex Luthor, and they walk near Parasite. Parasite can just smell Superman and immediately gets like juiced up and is like powerful and ready to go at this point. And that's just from being in his presence. And then we have those two random Kryptonians that showed up for like five minutes. They showed up at Superman's job and said, <laughs> look at this motherfucker pretending to be one of these weak humans right why'd you working right now you can just take over the whole world like come on let's and, go and so like that that's that's what i'm talking about. so like those kryptonians for example they immediately knew who he was like him being in character and all that didn't make a bit of difference and so if you come across an enemy like that then that whole me being with superman and me being with clark is two different things no it's not there are a lot of people who could immediately deduce that y'all are the same person and immediately take Lois and put her in danger. And so that's the kind of shit that Superman is trying not to have because he says to her, like, Clark and Superman are one and the same. And anyone who knows that is going to be a problem. Right, and it's not hard, sorry. It's not hard to even, like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? He put on the glasses, oh, now he's somebody else. Huh? You know? That's always that's always been stupid. Like <laughs> you know, don't make no sense. That man looked just the same, but you know, he got his glasses on. Clark Kent, Superman. Like, you know, come on, get yeah. it together, please. Also, Clark Kent and Superman are always gone at the same time. Somehow in the same place. But also, like <laughs> along okay, so let's say they have different faces or whatever. Like let's say the glasses really do make you look different. They're the same size. <laughs> how many people do you know that are that size not very many especially in the <laughs> same city and you know i could i could go on and on about how that secret identity thing with superman is absurd but i said all of that to say i see where superman was coming from and I agree with him far more than I agree with Lois, because it's not a situation where he was like, I'm ashamed of you. And that's why I'm keeping you a secret. It was very much a situation of I am doing what I can to keep you safe, because dating me is already not easy to do. And you already get into enough danger with your line of work. And so if we announce that we're together, then... Like the level of the the amount of time you spend in mortal danger is going to increase a lot. And that is simply by being connected to him. And uh, like I don't... that first oh sorry. Oh no, 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 go ahead. Like that first scene. Very it's the very first scene. You know? Wow. Oh, who could that be? <sighs> yeah. Oh, like takes the mask off Lois Lane. Like out of everybody you could snatch, you want to snatch her? Come yeah. on, man out of everybody and, and how'd she, she get there she, she she was in there trying to dig up some stuff I'm, <laughs> because 
what Lois is not going to do is mind her business. That's what <laughs> Lois is not going to do. It's literally her. Too. It is her job to mind other folks' business. Uh, well, that is journalism. So yeah, have I to mean, get that professional. Yeah, <laughs> she's out there working. But I wanted to know what your thoughts were on that, just because I, I can kind of see where she's coming from, but I am far more inclined to agree with Superman on that one. And I don't know if you that's mean. because I'm a man, uh, but no, I, I absolutely think that Superman should still not have told anybody because it's going to be a problem. Oh, eventually. But luckily, this is a standalone. We ain't got to worry about it just yet. No, <laughs> yeah, you're right. the movie ends. Everything's fine. So, yeah, we're good there. Uh, they already knew that was a bad decision in the beginning. So that's why they just made it a standalone just because of that part right there. They was like, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so um in the comic book on which this movie is based, there are a couple of differences. Um, some of these movies have like a very strong, like this like it's just panel for panel what happened in the comic book. This one did take some liberties, make a couple of changes. Um, some of them are kind of small and some of them are larger. So one of the things that is different in the comic book is that Candor doesn't get its own planet. In this movie, Superman is like, yeah, there's a planet with a red sun that's like not far from here. I'll just take them there and they'll be fine. Um, in the comic book, I'm sorry, that happens in the movie. In the comic book, Superman just releases them in the Arctic. So I think on the North Pole, but I'm not sure, but I think on the North Pole. Um Another thing that happens in the comic book that doesn't happen in this movie, uh, Brainiac releases a missile that blows up the Kent farm, the Kent family farm. Oh, he petty. Yeah. <laughs> and petty. Um, in the comic book, Jonathan Kent, uh, uh, his dad on the farm, has a heart attack and dies. And so, not not quite a happy ending. <laughs> Yo, hey, comic books get dirty. Yeah. Get dirty. That's I'm pretty sure that's why they cut that out. I was like, no, we can't have that. that that's too deep. Yeah, they were like, Let, let's 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 keep that PG thirteen. <laughs> yeah. Even though, um, there's a movie, there's a DC live action movie that happened recently that had a similar thing. So in Blue Beetle. Um, spoiler warning for the Blue Beetle movie. Uh, have you seen Blue Beetle? I unfortunately have not. Okay, well then, never mind. I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, once you have seen Blue Beetle, you will know exactly what I was going to say. Mm, so, so slow. Um, but you know that's fine. Uh, anyway, one of the things that I thought was funny that happened in this movie, um. Whenever Superman fought that first robot that landed on Earth, he definitely tried to put it in a chokehold. <laughs> he was getting tossed. Like, Superman, what are you doing? You're not going to choke out that robot. <laughs> and I always like, I always think dumb shit like that is funny. But yeah, I don't know why that happened. But whatever. Um, so let's uh let's let's talk through this movie a little bit uh we've already talked about how lois was kidnapped and then you know supergirl shows up and then supergirl fucks them up a little bit she blasted through a missile okay no phase she didn't even blink all right and the dude tried to shoot the gun come on now just give up now it's time yeah, to stop just stop it what are you doing <laughs> Like you've you've lost. Just just take that. All you're gonna do is piss her off, and you're gonna make her look at you. <laughs> and I mean, maybe he was like, you know, I had to try, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay, See, I couldn't be a villain. I would have threw the gun straight out, straight out the helicopter. I would have jumped. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe while they chasing them, I can get away because it's over with. She didn't show up. Talking yeah, she's Superman here now. Got a he got a uh, what do you say? A earthquake to a seven point two earthquake to deal with. Um. Do you know? Superman flies really fast. I believe Lois Lane said that. Real fast. He said. <laughs> he was like, ah, we'll take our chances. Mm. 
Grown you don't want to. You don't want to do that. Not with <laughs> Superman. And uh, I'm sure they did not expect Supergirl because the whole reason they were like, we know for a fact Superman is busy, so now's the time. We have to mm-hmm. strike while the iron's hot. And they did not <laughs> expect Supergirl to show up. And uh, yeah, she definitely gave them some problems. All right. The helicopter was still flying and she was just standing still and just knocked out the propeller. Yep. And there they went. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, Superman shows up and just gets to lecturing. And it's so funny. Every movie, every movie that I have seen so far, at least I'm pretty sure, there's a point when Superman starts lecturing and whoever he's lecturing checks him. And it's so it's so funny to me that, you know, Superman is supposed to be this beacon of hope and he's supposed to, you know, represent all of these positive things. And yet every time he starts lecturing about truth and justice and all that, the person that he's talking to is able to make a point that Superman has nothing to say. Dumbfounded. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm, I'm going to get back to you on that one. Yeah, that's what I thought. Walk away big boy <laughs> yeah that's exactly yeah, like that's every single time it's been a all right shut the fuck up and, yeah like every single time because in episode two wonder woman checks him uh i'm pretty sure hard that, yeah like she hard ooh, that was that one was me oh so you, you think i'm just supposed to let that happen uh well you could have at least nah they can do whatever they want nah. they, it's their turn yeah, no, I let them do what they thought was right, and that's what they thought was right. So Not that's what place. we do. Um, he gets checked in. I think he gets checked in All Star Superman. I honestly can't remember. I know he gets checked in Superman versus the Elite. Uh, by Manchester, like, oh, that one, yikes! So in all of these movies, Superman just tries really hard to do some lecturing, and then somebody's like, "But no," and. Shh. He has nothing to say about it. And this is another one of those moments whenever he starts lecturing uh, Supergirl and she's like, you don't understand what it's like to not have powers. You have had powers literally your entire life being here. I grew up as a regular person. And so I have a better understanding for these people than you ever will. And... Yeah, like she, she was like, I know what it's like to be powerless. I know what it's like to actually be in danger. I know what it's like to have my life threatened, and you don't. So you are not the one to lecture me about this. And uh, that's the end of that conversation. Right. And then she was like, and I'm older than you. He was like, technically, you're not. <laughs> yeah, that was just her being difficult and a teenager the whole older exactly and it just cracked me up like why that why that have to come into the conversation we didn't even need all that we really didn't (laughs) but okay (laughs) um so yeah there's that um he and lois have a couple of conversations and we've kind of talked about that already one of the things that i'm glad he did say was uh you will never have a normal life if you date me it's like yeah lois i need you to I, I don't know how you didn't know that. Like, I, right, because I, I am Superman. I got to be everywhere at once. So, you know, it's just probably, it probably wouldn't work out anyway. You know what I'm saying? You're in the middle of dinner with another couple, and then all of a sudden you just got to disappear, and then you never come back, and you just leave your girl there. You know what I'm saying? Don't let it mean gone, gone. You ain't coming back. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> why you thought things was going to be normal, but okay. That's on, let's have kids. Let's have kids. Let's go out. Nah. And that's it. I I understand the want and desire for that. I understand the like, I would like to have a normal life and I would like for these things to happen. I'm not mad at her for wanting those things, but you should. I, my thought is, you know what you signed up for. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I hope that you were not under any kind of impression that this was like being with me was going to be normal because I'm Superman. Like that's that. That's not, that's not how it works, but okay. (laughs) I mean, it's like, let's use Michelle Obama as an example. Um, Whenever she and Barack had the, I want to be the president conversation. 
she wasn't happy about it, but she knew what we were signing up for. Yeah. And, you know, there are going to be days when she's pissed off, but she knows what she signed up for. And so it is what it is. You know, I kind of look, he want to be a fly in that room. Hey, hey, baby, I'm running <laughs> for president. You doing what? I'm running for president. You okay? No. All right. I already hit the button. It's already too late. I already yeah, did like, it. I already put I'm in the president. <laughs> I'm running for president. That's what I, I probably should have said. I already sent off my cover letter. Like, I'm already, we're already doing it. Uh, you know, with the wife, you just got to, you just got to tell them in the beginning. Because if you ask a question, because then that means you can get a no and it's already, sometimes it's too late. See, no, I disagree. I think that's a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> we, should, we should talk about it because I don't, that's not a decision you just make. We, because that affects everybody. We need to, we need to talk about it and agree uh, because it's going to be a problem if we don't. <laughs> because just like if Michelle was like, hey, I'm going to just run for president and I'm going to tell Barack later, like, nah, we're not doing that. So no, uh, I I very sincerely hope that Barack was like, hey, Michelle, sit down. We need to talk about something. And then he told her what he wanted to do. And then she probably ran through all of the, here's the reason you don't want to do that. <laughs> and then he was like, well, I think I'm prepared for it. And she was like, okay, I support you. We'll make it. But uh, this wasn't my idea. Don't forget, look at all the other presidents. See what happens when they get finished? They look older, so you want that? You know what I'm yeah. saying? You trying to grow gray <laughs> right now? <laughs> as soon as you as soon as he won, there was the first gray piece. And she was like, mm-mm, I told you. Yeah, happened immediately. <laughs> but um, yeah, Lois should have known that uh life wasn't just about to be normal. And I uh I kind of don't like how she was coming to Superman, but, you know, maybe that's just me. There may be people who <laughs> think that she was well within her rights. And again, I'm not saying that she was just wrong. I understand where she was coming from. There were some points that she made, but at the end of the day, I agree with and stand by Superman's decision. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, he got a point, though. Unfortunately, he got a point. Yeah. He has that point. Now, one thing that um, one thing that I did also, I guess, enjoy is that Superman hadn't dealt with Brainiac. So, well, I enjoyed this, but I also had a problem with it. So Superman hadn't dealt with Brainiac. So Superman really didn't know what he was up against. Supergirl had seen Brainiac and knew exactly what was up. And so she had fear in her heart and was immediately like, nah, we do not want these problems. And Superman was like, no, we have to save everybody. We can't be afraid. <laughs> we have to be brave. And she was like, no, fuck that. Let's leave <laughs> and start over because this dude is a problem. And she left Metropolis. Yeah. <laughs> Out of she, there. Yeah. She avoided Metropolis. And then whenever Brainiac got there, she was like, Clark, we could leave and start over, but the city is lost. There's nothing, <laughs> Go. there's nothing we can do. Now, the thing that I have a problem with is the fact that they, I don't know if this is necessarily a trope or whatever, but I, I don't all the way like that they made the female superhero afraid and ready to abandon everything and the male superhero just like, no, we have to be brave and do it. I understand why that happened, but I see why it's a problem. I see what you're saying, though. I I, I see what you're saying because, um, <clears throat> but like I said, you understand, like the part, um, you know, because but she's seen what Brainiac was up to, you know, and that's you know the, that's the thing. I a part of me wonders if this was you know them saying that you know the woman is afraid and the man is not or if this it, that's just how it happened to lay out in this situation and because she had seen what brainiac did the trauma that she had is why she responded the way she did because 
you know, taking gender out of this. Yeah, I'm not mad at her response. She watched it happen. She, as a teenager, saw the capital city get stolen. Right, because it was like, I, I think she or, said no, it was like she, seven she, months. Yeah, like she it was like a, only seven months for her. Yeah, like she wasn't a teenager. She was like a child when it happened. So that, yeah, that trauma, I understand how we got here. I too would have been like, nah, fuck that. I saw what he can do. I want nothing to do with it. I watched it happen. I will not watch it happen again. So I see how she got where she was. And Superman, not having been through that, um, was like, no, nah, we got to handle it. But even if he had been through it, I'm sure he would have been like, no, I'm Superman. We have to save everyone. So I don't necessarily like that because Supergirl in a lot of the things I've seen her in is portrayed as fearless in a lot of stuff mm -hmm. and like almost to the point of hubris. And this was a little bit different. Um, but you know, it's fine. I, I guess I'm not surprised. I mean, you always need that one scared one though. And then, you know what I'm saying? Then you get to watch them shine. He's like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I guess you I guess you can say it is a trope because there is always that one person like, hey, though, we got to go in here. And that dude's like, nah, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like Tommy and Chucky. Tommy like, let's go. Adventure on. Chucky like, ooh, I don't think we should be doing that. But then he's like, come on, Chucky. And then Chucky get what he wants. And then Chucky like, all right, that wasn't too bad. But yeah. I want to do it again, though. But that's not. So, you know, so yeah. I see what you're saying. No, you're right. Uh, That is... I, I think that it just happened to be that it was Supergirl that was scared. But again, the the trauma that she went through absolutely justifies her response, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, sometimes you do need somebody to help you through it whenever you do have that fear. And it being Superman makes sense. And, okay, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I, uh, you know... <laughs> Maybe I'm trying to, maybe I'm trying to be too woke and cause a problem when there isn't one. <laughs> okay. Um. So when we see Brainiac, uh, Brainiac's a problem. So you mentioned that whenever you saw that Brainiac was the one in this movie that you were excited about it. So, uh, are you very familiar with Brainiac? Is he one of your favorite Superman villains? I mean, in my opinion, he's a top five villain, in my opinion. Because, I, I mean, because you get two Brainiacs. You either get the collective Brainiac or take over the world Brainiac. And each one is great. Like, they both, in my opinion, have no negatives. Just like um, my favorite Brainiac is when Justice League meets up with uh, Static Shop. Because, you know, Brainiac's electric. They need somebody that's electric. So they go call him down, then he's just taking over. I love it. But, you know, and he always comes back. We'll see Brainiac again. Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. Always. And then there are a bunch of different versions of Brainiac. And, uh, yeah, like I'm starting to hear like Brainiac with numbers attached, like Brainiac 5. And, yeah, like Brainiac, he, Brainiac's one of those things that's always there, if you will. Right. You're like, how are you coming back this week? You know? Yeah. And then there are even good Brainiacs. So, because in the Supergirl show, uh, the Brainiac, well, one of the Brainiacs in that show is like the good guy and helps out with a lot of stuff. So, yeah. I'm sure that um, I'm sure that everyone has their own favorite version of Brainiac. But, yeah, this Brainiac, he uh, he was a problem. Like, oh. every time Superman fought him on the ship, he was too much for him smashed <laughs> he was getting smashed i don't know and i like i love to see it i like to see superman get beat up because it's just you're superman and you just be getting punched on and tossed wrapped down can't get up like you supposed to be superman you can't get up superman come on man get up <laughs> yeah like there were there was a point where superman was getting rocked on that ship and so and the fact that Brainiac is able to shrink, like to basically abduct a city, shrink it, and then freeze it in time 
is a really fascinating ability. Right. He's smart and stupid because he falls for the dumbest stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I'm wondering how he's able to pretty much abduct a city and uh like copy its environment entirely. So the fact that he was able to capture Kandor and then like give it a red sun, I don't understand. Like I understand the capturing the city part, but how he's able to like replicate the environment in there is uh interesting for him to be able to do right because i was wondering about that like how that man put a red sun in there how is it like where did you well i mean in the part of his ship he did have a little mini solar system in there so i guess it was easy but then oh yeah, like, yeah. where did he yeah. get the where did he get the particles and stuff for that you know not particles you know what I'm saying? where did he get all the stuff to make a dang red sun or no, did he I, just capture a red sun and shrink it you know I, I guess he's Brainiac and that's how uh, <laughs> because, oh, well, and yeah, I think the mini solar system or the mini system might be exactly because he, whenever Superman was looking for Kandor, he looked at the map and was like, oh, this is based on how it's actually set up out there. So that means Kandor should be over here. So I guess, yeah, he just built a miniature version of the universe and yeah. That's and put himself in the middle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Superman was hot. He was low key hot about that. He was like, "Oh, so you make so you capture all these cities and then put yourself in the middle?" Like, yeah, I'm brandy. I do what I want. Yeah, he was like, "We not humble on this ship." <laughs> it's a little, uh, you little Kansas farm boy shit. No, we we don't do that here. Right, so, well, five fingers take to the face. <laughs> you know exactly. Oh God, yeah. Superman was getting his ass beat at different points, and he got incapacitated, you know, more than once, and captured and all that. And you know, Brainiac is the one who would be able to do that. So I guess it makes sense. But <laughs> um, so yeah, Brainiac. And I'm wondering if, because we saw Brainiac juicing up at the beginning of the movie. Um, yeah. I'm wondering if I'm I'm guessing that he was able to juice himself up through knowledge he acquired from somewhere. But right, because I'm, I'm I was also wondering that was that some random alien or was that Brainiac being turned into Brainiac? Was Brainiac making you know what I'm saying making himself? Because you see, he was like taking you know he took the eyeballs out, and it was like pull those on out, and then he just like you said turn into Bane started growing yeah so yeah that's actually a good question i'm wondering if brainiac was ever actually alive or if he just like built himself a body because mm -hmm. you know he's always that little box yeah that's how you know something about to go down as soon as you see the three dots on the box it's a wrap so yeah because yeah brainiac is um we've seen versions of brainiac that are organic and versions of brainiac that are not um, like OG Brainiac is like organic, like he's just a green dude. Um, and then later Brainiac was very much like a robot with like the like cone head thing, mm -hmm. and like and he looked like his like his ship was just like his head. Yeah, <laughs> and honestly, that ship was great. I actually, I I love when Brainiac builds the ship. I like, I can always can't wait because I always wonder what it's going to look like. I mean, I have an idea because you know, got the three dots, big ass eyes, but then it's always how is it going to look? But I always like when the tentacles is hanging out, yeah, start grabbing stuff up. I like the yeah, I like the tentacles on the ship. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, so yeah, there are versions of Brainiac that are like the green dude, and then there are versions that are just a robot. And this movie kind of used both. Um, in mm -hmm. that he himself was the green dude, and then he used the robots to do what needed doing to to you know do the work on the floor and get things done. Ah, that makes sense. Makes a lot and, of sense. And so then, yeah, he was doing like the scorpion to people, just like sending that spike through their heads. <laughs> and uh, he was he was killing people, and. Yeah. 
I like that one of the things that they said was he was learning as he did it. So he was killing at random and then he was gathering knowledge from those people to then know who to kill and mm-hmm. who not to kill and all that. Because I was wondering, I was also wondering, how did he how did he get that? I mean, he like pretty much scanned he scanned Superman and then just took his knowledge and then he was like, oh, Metropolis. Hmm. Nah, change course. Yeah, you know, and I'm, so I was just... I'm wondering if that was knowledge that he had already acquired whenever Superman was incapacitated or not, because it seems like, yeah, he would have needed to already have that in order to mm-hmm. know that. Because I know that he had some Krypton knowledge, but he he like read Superman's mind. And so yeah. I would I think that he had already gotten what he needed from Superman and then just went through the file that he already made is what I mm-hmm. took that to mean because I don't know Brainiac as being able to just read minds but he could be telepathic on his own ship I don't know <laughs> like on his own ship he may have all the powers that anyone could have or that anyone could ever need mm-hmm. and I mean it would make sense for that to be the case because uh, we've actually seen that in a couple of uh, MCU items. Uh, did you watch uh, Ant-Man 3? Yes. Yes. So Kang on his ship was a problem. Yeah. Uh, did you watch um, Guardians 3? Yes, I did. Loved it. Uh, the High Evolutionary on his ship? A problem. <laughs> And so this could be, you know, a similar situation where like on Brainiac's ship, there's he's I mean, and he showed that like that's why Superman had to get him off the ship in order to get anything done. But yeah, on his ship, he's too much. You got a bug. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got a bug in your program. OK. OK, Kryptonian. <laughs> he's like, I'll humor you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was that was good. I I enjoyed Brainiac in this. And Brainiac is not a villain that I like look for. Um but yeah, in this is this might be the best version or this might be my favorite version of Brainiac that I've seen. Um that I can recall. Um I know that there's a movie um Superman versus Brainiac that's in the 90s and early 2000s animation. Uh, like that one is the Superman the Animated Series version, um, you and that same Brainiac I think is the one that's in uh Static Shock. Yeah, yes it is. Um, there are the, you know, comic book versions of Brainiac. There's the Brainiac that appears in, um, Injustice. Uh, there's the Brainiac that's in. Supergirl, which is a bunch of different versions of Brainiac, but the main villain Brainiac is a female Brainiac. Um, but anyway, I think that as far as the Brainiacs I've seen, I think this is my favorite one. Uh, because this one, he was uh he was too much. But the way that he was defeated was uh just like, oh, that's that's all that's all we had to do. He gave that man a panic attack. <laughs> yeah. He gave him a panic attack. Like He's he, like, you see that? You feel it? That's mud. <laughs> yeah. You see the microorganisms that are right. living on you right now? Can yeah, you smell he, it? Can he, you feel it? <laughs> and then he just started naming things. Because, yeah, it seems like that's that's how Superman has been able to defeat a few people. Well, not defeat, but like how, like overstimulation. He was basically mm-hmm. like, yeah, all this shit that's happening right now. It's happening. Right. You smell that fire that's 50 miles away? Can you see that pie baking on that corner that's 100, 100, 100 miles away? Like, and he was like, ah, ah, yeah. ah. Like, no, germs. <laughs> and then exploded. <laughs> <laughs> it got work. Superman was like, ah, gotcha. Bah. Yeah, so I... I feel like even though Superman kind of had to work for it, like he just, and the, the, the way that it happened, because 
you know, I've talked about the power of friendship in many episodes <laughs> of the podcast, and the fact that Superman just decided, like, you know, Earth, Earth like, Brady said, Earth ain't shit. I don't even need to keep it. Uh, it's not worth my time. And that's the thing where Superman was like, not my Earth. And then <laughs> just, you know, got all the powers he needed to win the day. I was like, that that's that's all he had to do was just shit on Earth. And now you have you're able to break out of the machine that was initially siphoning you from the forehead. Yeah, man, stabbed him in his forehead. And I was like, that gotta be some strong metal, because Superman don't bleed too often. And the thing is whenever the first robot came in and like tried to do the scorpion thing, uh, he was like, Oh, that actually, I felt that. He said, ping. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I, that's the point when I knew I was like, Oh, that that's got some weight behind it. If Superman felt it and he's just on earth. But the fact that, yeah, like they, he had the, the leeches on his forehead and was bleeding like they they were they were sucking him dry uh i was like okay yeah he's um he's 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 gonna have some problems because and i don't know if it's a situation where like he was still weak from something or because there was no sunlight on the ship i don't know i don't remember how brainiac was able to get in there because he was right just they came down and just pierced him wow because he was on earth when it happened so Mm -hmm. he should have had his powers back and the fact that brainiac was able to do that uh is why i'm under the impression that earlier in the movie whenever brainiac like read his mind and like knew where metropolis was that that's how he did it he already had it in the file and he just had to go like check it real quick but he probably wasn't recharged because he was because you know he went inside of he went inside the dome in Candor, you yeah. know, and that red he tried to fly out, <laughs> it fell straight back down. Yeah, I don't I know that red hurt. sun, red sun. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that. Uh, ooh, I know that didn't feel good. But yeah, um, but yeah, he just he just used the power of friendship to break out. And that bothered me a little bit <laughs> because I, I don't know. I just feel like there should have been like a smarter way to write that, or there should have been something else that happened, but it was literally just Brainiac started talking shit about earth. Superman was like, all right, enough of that. And then just breaks out and, is able to break out Supergirl and then wages war against the robot army and then straight just, enemy spam. Yeah, and then just kicks Brainiac out of the ship, which I guess that's fine. I would <laughs> you know, and Superman, I guess Superman could do it, but yeah, I was like that ship I guess it should have been harder for him to do that in my mind, but yeah, once Brainiac got outside, Brainiac was fighting for a while before his germophobia kicked in. Yeah, because he didn't know nothing. He was just, wow, they was falling out the sky, which part of me, part it kind of bothered me a little bit that they were just, that Superman let him fall out of the sky. Like, you can fly. You know that, right? Yeah, like, why are you, you can falling? Stop. Yeah, you can just stop, and you can let him hit the ground, and then y'all can go back at it. But y'all just banging in the air. And they landed yeah. in the water. Because I absolutely, I would have stopped and lasered his ass. <laughs> right. Like, it's all for hits. He can't fly. He, yeah, he can't it. do anything. So he's just going to have to take this laser. <laughs> and the laser's going to help him down. But right. yeah, that was, that was, I agree. That was also like, what, what are you doing? Why are you falling? Randy's going to be mad. Randy's going to be mad. <laughs> Brandon will be fine. Superman just he the he the toughest man, but why sometimes he got to be so trash? Like he kind of he kind of dumb, you know. I mean, he, no racial. I mean, not no racial, but you know, what I'm saying he is he was born on a farm, so you know he can't be too smart, you know. Well, Superman not is, around there. Superman is known <laughs> for his intelligence in certain circles, um, but also Superman is very rarely the smartest person in the room. I guess. 
that's a, okay. That's a good way to put it. That's, I, I like that. But Superman, I wouldn't say that he's dumb, but yeah, there are definitely some things I'm like, Superman, if I had your powers, things would just be a lot easier than this. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot less effort would have been required of me if I was able to do what you could do. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Why are you making this difficult? But I guess the, 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 the story has to happen. There has to be movie. There has to be stakes. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, if we were in that situation, the movie would be five minutes long. So I mean, at least whenever, uh, sorry, at least whenever, you know, Batman, you know, that symbol go up in there, crime kind of calm down. They're like, oh, let's calm let's down. See. Because yeah, it's that, and that's I guess one of the differences is that um, whenever those criminals at the beginning saw Superman, you know they were afraid, but not like they would have been if it had been Batman. Like uh-huh. when Batman up. shows up, yeah, like they, we have watched people like literally just be like, nope, and just just walk away. One of the greatest scenes in Batman is whenever. Uh, Batman is in a room and a henchman goes in there looks at Batman, Batman looks at him and he closes that door <laughs> it's like uh, was anything going on in there? nope nope. that was the correct answer <laughs> yeah uh, like nah, not today I want to go home tonight I'm just, I'm just here trying to make my little bit of money go home that- Superman does not do that to people but that's a part of Superman's whole thing is that Superman mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, get things done through fear. Whenever he does get things done through fear, it is terrifying. Uh, that's how we get stories like Injustice. Because uh, when, when, when Superman decides to use fear on his side, it is not good. I'm, I'm, uh, I mean, it's probably, it's, I know it is later on. But I mean, you may be talking about Injustice. Is that when that, is that the black and like black whites or black silver Superman? No, whenever he's, um, or whenever he starts like uh, lobotomizing people. <laughs> so that one is actually, I think you're talking about an episode of Justice League, um, possibly. And in that one, I'm not, I am pretty sure that's Ultraman, but. I don't know because I don't remember exactly if that one is Ultraman, but there is an alternate version of the Justice League called the Crime Syndicate, and mm-hmm. that's pretty much an evil version of Superman. Who uh, the the whole Justice League is doing a martial law type thing, and they're pretty much villains. Yeah, in, in Justice yeah. League, I don't think it was actually the Crime Syndicate, but I think that's who that one was based on. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I, was, so, I remember episode. He was, he was just because he got too strong and started lobotomizing people. All yeah, like I think, yeah, like I think Doomsday showed up and he just like sent a couple lasers through Doomsday's head, and then Doomsday was done. And yeah. Superman was like, "Yeah, I lobotomized him. He won't be a problem anymore." <laughs> he walked off. I was like, "Oh, and oh God!" In Superman versus the Elite, it is the one of the best versions of that that is my favorite superman movie we talk about that in episode 14 and in that one have you seen superman versus the elite yeah okay that's the one where uh he uses fear to make a point and that's one that's that's one of the best superman moments i've ever seen uh the, the way he executes it is flawless and that is a masterclass on why Superman needs to be the way he is, because if he's not, it's not okay for anybody involved. I mean, he could definitely take over the world, but I mean, that's why we got Batman. Yeah. I mean, we'd be all right. We'd be good. So it's, <laughs> it's in everybody's best interest that Superman is the way that he is, because I have said before, one of Superman's superpowers is goodness. Because we have seen other Kryptonians not do that. To the point where Supergirl was like, let's leave. Like, it's lost. There's nothing we can do. It's Brainiac. I have seen this happen. We need to not be here when it does. 
And uh, so, yeah, I think that, yeah, like bravery and goodness are a part of Superman's superhero package. But yeah, Superman and Superman was able to figure out that getting him out of his ship was the way to defeat him. So Superman, you know, has that on his side. But we, uh, we then see, you know, again, uh, Brainiac's germophobia sets in. He loses horribly. And then they regrow Metropolis and Superman, you know, just starts doing PDA all over Lois. <laughs> and I knew it. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> then he proposes to her and then it ends. So I guess she got what she wanted because he ended up agreeing with her, which may also be a part of his super goodness. Who knows? I mean, some will call it love. You know, he was just like, mm, I don't want her to go nowhere. So, I mean, eh, forget it. Why not? Yeah. And, I mean, he knows that he will be there to protect her whenever stuff happens. So, mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, my, I meant to mention that watch that Jimmy had. Oh, killed me. She was like, hey, you got that watch? He was like, yeah, press the button. But nobody's seen Superman in a long time. Press the button. And all of a sudden, Supergirl, yeah, Supergirl comes up, and he like, oh, hey, and you have to kiss the watch. He's like, mm, let me bring baddies around. Mm. <laughs> and Jimmy, then Jimmy walked on out. He, he made his day. Oh, yeah. That was uh, that was good. Another thing that <laughs> happened in the movie that I thought was just absurd. So whenever the robots come down, you see that the military is, like, shooting them with tanks and missiles and shit <laughs> and nothing's happening but then these That's regular ass people are able to push them out of a window with a desk yeah oh thank you thank you thank you because and my first thing was why didn't the desk break yeah like if they're so if you know if they're if, why didn't the desk break they again like, just, wow. they're being they're being shot by military weapons and just walking through them like when the dust clears they're just still going so like they're not being stopped at all but these regular people are able to (laughs) just use a desk or a chair to push these same robots out of what are we doing they shut the door they they shut the door yep put a desk in front of the door and yeah (laughs) this will stop them we're safe now (laughs) but the military is ineffective oh okay that's fine. And, Dropping bombs. <laughs> and that's one of those continuity things. It's like, the, so y'all just didn't, y'all didn't see that when y'all were doing the movie? Like, I guess it makes sense. I would have been better off them running away and like going upstairs or going, like, I would have been better off with them just running away in general instead of, because the, the death thing didn't mess. I was like, they ain't supposed to do that. They were just tossing Superman. But yet this death pushed him out the window. So now, yeah. done. Yeah. Okay. That's that's cool. Um, but all right. You know, that's just that's just <laughs> one of those little things that's like, eh. But, um, scale of one to ten, what are you giving this movie? Mm, I gotta give it an eight because I'm not gonna be honest. I watched it more than once. It was uh, actually pretty good. It, actually it is pretty, pretty good. good. I gotta give it an eight. I gotta give it an eight. Okay, I'm not mad at that. Um, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Um, I will say I enjoyed it more this time watching it than I did the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's it, very solid. I did enjoy it. Um, I had a good time watching it. So, uh, yeah, I think... Uh, it's a good, good, solid seven point five. There yeah, were I feel some, like, it like flow, it flowed really well. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, it was paced well. It didn't do too much um, because there are some movies that will try to cram too much in, and I feel like this movie had an appropriate amount of material in it. Yeah, um, I like that there were some you know ideological discussions in the movie. Um, as far as what being in a relationship is and what trying to protect someone 
versus trying to control every aspect of a situation. Oh, look at you getting deep, deep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's what the movie does. So yeah, you know, I uh, I, I like that. You know, it kind of uh, you know stepped into that a little bit. Um, Superman kind of had to make peace with the fact that he will never be able to have ultimate control over what happens in the world or to Lois. Mm -hmm. And I guess upon realizing that he doesn't have that control, he decided, you know, I love her more than anything else. So we're going to go ahead and do this because he just, Pretty much it that it is what it is. Let's get it started. Yeah. So, you know, a couple themes in here. Uh, it, it addressed uh, trauma because, again, we saw Supergirl go through something and she was like, never again, not me. Right. And then you see <laughs> you see how she turned. She turned up on him real quick. You're like, girl, you got powers now. That's the difference. The back then, you was just, like I said, you was just regular. Yeah, so and now you, you were a child. Powers. Yeah, you were a child. There was nothing you could do. Now you can do something. Oh, yeah. So do something. I know. I like the little duo fight. It was great. I'm not going to lie. She got her little power. She got her powers back. She even woke up and was just like, oh, all right, this is what we're doing. Cool. <sighs> yeah. And ultimately, she's the one who saves the day because that missile was going to destroy the entire solar system. Yeah, that song gave her a boost because she. I didn't think she was, at first. I didn't think she was gonna make it, but of course, I didn't think she was gonna make it. I was like, she ain't gonna make it. She still, she still flying behind it. She ain't gonna make it. Then that song gave her that boost, and she was just like, ah. Then she got smart and blew the thing out. Just like, all right, cool. Yeah, because I, uh, I mean, we knew that the closer she gets to the sun, the more, you know, powerful she'll be. So luckily, it worked out. But I mean. I knew that because the movie had to happen, of course she was mm-hmm. going to catch it. Um, <laughs> because if she didn't catch it, then it was like, oh, uh, uh, oh, the sun is gone. Like, what, we, what are we going to do? We wasted our time. <laughs> <laughs> we we won the battle, but we lost the war. All right. Yeah. So I guess that was uh, maybe the petty thing that Brainiac did in this one was he tried to just say, you know what? I'm going to just destroy all of it. Because. Why not? He said he was going to destroy it anyway. He was like, ah, don't worry about it. I'm going to get rid of it, make space for something else. Don't worry yeah, about it. Pretty much. But yeah, I, uh, yeah, good solid movie. Definitely enjoyed it. Um, There are, you know, I'd say, in my opinion, there are better movies on both sides of this because the last movie that we discussed is clearly one of my favorites. And then the movie that we discuss after this is another one of my favorites. So. I think that um, it's still good. And, uh, you know, thank you for being here with me. Man, um, it's a pleasure. I listen to every single one of them. They're great. Hilarious. And then it also gives me something to do at night. You know, it's my late night movie. I'm like, mm, what, what was the last movie Spencer talked about? Let's see. Uh, let's go ahead and watch that one then. See, people need to be like you. <laughs> Like, you man. need to. Like I, I need. I need everybody to be like Jermaine. I. I hope that you will inspire the folks to, you know, take the entire journey. Man, it's a fun journey because they're really good movies, especially for. I mean, especially for people who don't like animated, just for the fact that I mean, they get a little bloody. You know, you, you, we saw some people get shot in the beginning, like the first ten seconds after the credits. Like you know, they was getting shot. I'm like, oh damn, that's crazy. And that's like again, like the robots were doing the scorpion get over here to be yeah. like straight through the forehead. And right, uh, go ahead, give me that information for you real quick. Yeah, uh, like this these, was uh, get another one. Move yeah, on. these, these movies are uh, and and they're again they're that's the whole reason we're doing this because they're they're real good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait. Anything else on this one? One more thing, and then I'll be done. When he smashed Brainiac's head with that uh, with that beam, you see Brainiac's face right before it smashed him. He was shocked. He was like, "No!" <laughs> and just straight ah, and start piecing him up. And the Brainiac was like, "Ah, oh, now nah, you got me messed up. You got to come up out my suit." 
Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. It was good. I enjoyed it. So, uh, in the next episode, we will be discussing Justice League the Flashpoint Paradox. So, until then, salutations. Salutations.